Welcome to the Dietitian Boss Podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Smith, registered dietitian and weight loss expert. As your guest host, I'm interviewing dietitian bosses and sharing their stories to inspire you to take action and create a six-figure income using social media marketing. Jamie is a registered dietitian based in Tennessee. Jamie is a former Division I and semi-professional soccer player. She specializes in working with soccer players of all ages to fuel their bodies without rigid food rules. Welcome, Jamie. Hi, thank you for having me. I am so excited for this, Jamie. Now, fun fact, I used to play soccer, and the fact that you played Division I and semi-professional soccer, you go, girlfriend. That's amazing. When it comes to your business, how have you aligned the fact that you played soccer with now being a registered dietitian and, and the work that you do. Can you tell us a little bit about what you do? So I work with, with soccer players. Um, I work with high school athletes, uh, semi-professional. So a lot of, a lot of the players that I've even played with are my clients, but I guess I didn't really you know, I was trying to find who I wanted to work with. And I don't even know why at first it didn't even click that I wanted to work with soccer players, but I really started to dive in and and realize that I want to help people like me. Yeah, that is so amazing. And I think from all of the episodes Libby has recorded that Bonnie and I have chatted about too, aligning your why is makes it so much easier knowing the person that you're talking to because you've lived this life. I mean, you're working with your old teammates and old, you know, um, other, other players that you've been new in real life and you know, their struggles personally. So that's so amazing. Um, talk to me a little bit more about how you used to not want to work with soccer players. Like when you first started, it sounded like you had an idea, a different ideal client that you were kind of aiming to work for. Tell us a little bit more about that. So I, what got me into nutrition was actually my dad. So for the longest time, I thought I wanted to work in, in cardiac and, um, you know, kind of help people with that route. But I remember, you know, just asking myself, like, if I really had like my ideal situation, like, why not? work in sports why not work with soccer players because I may not play anymore um, but I still want to be around the sport I want to be involved in the sport and so this just was really natural for me to make that connection yeah so natural and I think so rewarding as well that's kind of what I'm hearing most about from you like knowing you had such a passion for soccer and although your professional and collegiate career had ended you still get to be so involved with the sport in this way and really impact the players yes like I wish I if I could if I could turn back time like I wish I had someone who could have helped me in my nutrition because it's just an area that just gets missed and then just a lot of misinformation by coaches and parents and it's all well and good but it hurts it hurts players on the field and then it hurts them after they're done playing yeah so what to walk us through the moment or I guess the moments that you realized that you really wanted to align your 
past playing soccer with what you do now, was there like one moment where you were like, I really need to do this? Or was it kind of like a buildup over years? It, I think it was a buildup over the years because I, I've worked in WIC and then I've kind of transitioned to working in a gym. And during that time, I was really like, I felt a little bit more aligned with what I wanted because they were active but they still weren't the type of people that I really, really wanted to help. So when I, even having like some soccer players coming in, I noticed during my reflection, I just really poured into them. And then I just felt like I can help, I can help you. If you, if you were the client that I got over and over again, that would be filling up my cup. Oh my goodness. That's so amazing. So what I'm really hearing is you're aligning exactly your passions with what you do in business, which is, I think definitely the first step. Now the second step is definitely marketing it, right. And getting those clients and ideal person that you want to work with through the door, through Instagram. Can you walk us through your experience using social media to grow your business? Um, because for those of you who don't know as listeners, Jamie came into this experience working with Libby, not having a business and she knew she was passionate about soccer but didn't didn't know how to quite align that with marketing so can you share a little bit more about that experience yes it's been I've learned so much from working with Libby from day one to now and at the beginning like I didn't really know what to post I didn't you know I didn't really know what I needed to put in the post the caption, all that stuff. Like I was just making it so complicated and knowing that Instagram really is visually like and the clients that I work with are in their teens. So they don't really look at the caption. Um, they just scroll. So I needed to really work at making my posts look very eye pleasing. Like they were going to go to it. They were going to check it out. So no, that makes complete perfect sense. And honestly, I think that's so valuable for the listeners because you are really putting yourself into your ideal client's shoes. You are thinking about, you know, when they're on Instagram, knowing their age, knowing what they care about at that age, being a soccer player, what do they want? They want quick instant access to information. And while, you know, for someone maybe like me in my business or Libby in her business, or, you know, so many of um, Libby's other clients, people might be reading the caption and those captions are really maybe where they're honing in on their message, where for you, you're realizing, and it sounds like it's working, you know, the visual image is really that first thing that's capturing them. And that's what your ideal client cares more about. For sure. For sure. And you know, even just like working through the program, you know, the feedback that I'm able to get from the group of ladies that are in my group, it's just really invaluable because just their perspective, like I tend to make things more complicated um, than they need to be. And so it really kind of helps just to like simplify it and know that I don't have to solve everyone's problem in one post it could be a series of 10 posts and you know, it's just one little bit of information that that player can really, you know, implement daily. 
Yeah. Okay. Now you're just giving away a lot of nuggets of wisdom. Let me tell you. Um, I think that's so important. And when it comes to social media marketing, I think we like to think we, of course, as dietitians, we want to share like everything, right? Like we want to just regurgitate everything that we know, but that's not helpful for our clients. And especially when someone isn't a client and they're seeing our content and I'm going to be horny and give an analogy, but as a soccer player myself as well, growing up, you're not going to learn every single thing at once, right? You first have to focus on kicking the ball, then the different ways to kick the ball, then, you know, then trapping the ball, then, you know, accelerate, like all these different steps of the sport that you play. And you, you don't want to just overwhelm your client with it. And the same goes with nutrition. How can you focus on one thing? And that way you also have so much more content to create and it makes it easy for you instead of trying to put everything in one post. Yeah. It's really, it's been really helpful because it's less overwhelming like that. Um, so when I kind of zoomed out, it, it really, it really helped me to start enjoying making the content versus like dreading it. That's amazing. Yeah. And you definitely have to love what you do to show up every day. That's something I do now. Um, so I'm definitely, I love, I love all the information you've given us and shared with the audience about how your feed um, has kind of evolved essentially. Like you're really focusing on one thing, you're focusing on the visual aspects. Can you tell us a little bit more about what your feed looked like before working with Libby to where it is now? Uh it was very unorganized, didn't have a rhyme or reason. Um, even though I was a soccer player, it was like, I didn't, it was like square one. Like I didn't even understand what they needed. Um, so working with Libby helped me to, you know, be able to ask questions, do some market research to be able to see like, what does, what do soccer players ask? What are they, you know, going into other soccer accounts? Like, what are they asking those players? Um, what are they asking? Uh, what are they needing? So I was able to kind of start to incorporate that a little bit more and then getting, you know, direct messages and then them asking me questions and then tying that back into my content that I'm making so that it's, it continues to resonate with them. That's amazing. And you just kind of gave away so many tangible steps for, I think, any dietitian who wants to niche down on social media and grow a business to really do like you're doing the market research, you're thinking about what that person wants, you know, then you're, you know, trying the content and then seeing how it works and then, you know, reevaluating and then doing it again. And that's the exact steps, no matter what niche you're in, that you have to do. Now, knowing your connection to soccer players just because of your history and background playing the sport yourself, how have you leveraged that to help you with your social media marketing because but because you aligned who you are with what you do I can only assume it's made it easier for you to have those connections in your community um I think it's given me some credibility because you know I'm not trying to market to basketball players like I genuinely understand I understand the lingo um, I understand the demands. I understand um, really, you know, I have, I have a perspective as a player, um, but also with my professional, um, you know, credentials as a dietitian, it really does kind of bring it full circle because I'm not trying to be their coach, um, like their soccer coach. So, I, you know, just kind of working alongside their coach um, themselves as the player, just be able to kind of have wraparound services for them. 
Yeah. You're making me think of a really good question for you. And that is how do you balance being a professional while also wanting to seem approachable and the fact that you play sports. So I know for myself, like I'm the sorority nutritionist. I was in a sorority. I've aligned that with my client, but at the same time, you know, I, I do, we do have the background in education. We're not just like a soccer player or a sorority girl. And that's why we're giving the advice. So how do you balance that to show also your authority, but also show you're approachable? Um, I think, you know, with my, with my approach, I, I really like building connection. So I, I relate with people over food. So, you know, I really want them to, I don't ever want them to feel like they can't have the things that they're having just because they're a soccer player. Um, so, you know, I I like to, to build rapport that way and, and really get to know them and how they enjoy the things that they enjoy. Um, but I also, you know, really don't have a problem, you know, kind of keeping them in check. Cause I think as a soccer player, they have a lot of these, um, characteristics, you know, they can be perfectionist. They, they like following rules. They just want to be told what to do and when to do it. So I, I can help give that support and that accountability. Um, but also giving them the permission to be able to still enjoy the things that they enjoy. That's awesome. Yeah. It sounds like such a balanced approach. And, um, I think definitely it sounds like you do this a lot in, in how you coach your clients, but also how you show up on social media. You're not trying to be a scary person. Sometimes like a coach can be sometimes scary. I know that's very true for a lot of young soccer players um, where it's intimidated, where you're trying to say like, you know what, I've been you. I don't want you to make the mistakes that I have made or that I've seen my soccer teammates have made before. Um, so let me just show you a better way. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. We're not perfect. And no one's going to be perfect. And, you know, it, it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be as complicated as, as people think it is. Absolutely. I agree. Amen to that. Um, When it comes to how you show up on social media, how, if you could give the listeners maybe a few tips on how you've built the know, like, and trust with the audience you've been able to build on social media since working with Libby, um, what would be some of those tips that you would give the listeners? Um, I think the, the no, I've tried to make it a little less complicated. I think just being, trying to be relatable. Like I'm not trying to be, even though I am a dietitian, I am not the expert on what the food that that a player likes. So I, I really try to be as relatable and approachable. Um, and so by doing that, I feel like I get them to, you know, with the content, they start, they start, it's visually more appealing than when I started out, but now they're starting to see like in my captions, like I, I routinely see, um, accounts continuing to like them the same ones over and over again. So I know that they're, they are reading what I'm writing. Um, and those same ones are starting to, you know, give me, you know, give me feedback and direct messages and, and, you know, telling me it is resonating with them. So, you know, 
I think that that has been really helpful in building that know, like, and trust. Yeah, I think the word approachable is so relevant here. And I think if you're not approachable on social media, especially knowing your ideal client who is in a very high stress environment, they may not want to, they may feel very intimidating to send you a direct message or comment or like your post, right? So if you're, Mm -hmm. I find, especially with dietitians, if we can make ourselves more approachable and really build that know, like, and trust so, you know, people truly kind of feel like they know you when they're talking to you and they understand your voice and you're using their lingo, it builds that trust with them. And when it comes to sales, I mean, you need to build this trust to then execute the sale and get that client to believe in you and want to purchase your services. For sure. And I think, you know, it's something that I've just started doing and I've seen results in, in this way, but showing up on my stories, I think, I had to build up confidence in order to do that, but I'm really glad that I just did it because once I started doing that, you know, I've noticed more people um, kind of, you know, following me, asking me questions. They just feel a little bit more, you know, they feel more inclined to do that than before. So I got to keep doing that. Yes, I say that all the time. I know Libby says it all the time. It's not the fun answer, but I just believe when you rip the bandaid off, you show up on your story. That's one of the best ways to build that know, like, and trust because people aren't buying. I mean, yes, people can apply to your program and, and you know, get interested in your services through your content. And, you know, your, your content on your feed is how probably they're first finding you, right? Because it's on the explore page. You know, maybe they're seeing it from someone else or someone reposted it. But but once you build what that what I believe the story really is so beneficial for is that story kind of shows who you are that a post can never do in my opinion. They get to hear the way you talk, how you use that lingo that you said you know so well from um, being a soccer player yourself. And it really, really builds that connection. And when they do get on that discovery call with you or, you know, purchase your services, it feels like they already are almost working with you in a way because um, they know what to expect. I agree completely. It really, it, it also is just a, a really good opportunity to explain posts that may be confusing. Um, so that's been a really, really awesome just experience to be able to, to, to have for my, my followers and potential clients. Absolutely. And I'm thinking back to when I first started using my stories as well. I made it a goal for myself to every time I posted something on my feed, I was posting maybe three or four times a week, I would hop on my story and explain the post. Like that was just a habit that, you know, it was like I posted, I posted the hashtags and then I go on my story and talk about my post. Do you have any sort of protocol or, you know, habit routine sort of like that, um, as you described, or do you do it a different way? Um, so I like, are you referring to just my posts in general? Yeah. So I guess what I'm asking is when you post, and I know you mentioned explaining that post on your Instagram story and using that as a platform to kind of dive deeper into whatever topic that you had, you know, put content out about, do you have a protocol in terms of whenever you post, you always go on your story or talk about it, or is it certain types of posts that you really want to make sure you explain? Like, how do you decide what to kind of talk about on your story? I think, um, I'm trying to shape that protocol a little bit better, tighten it up. But I think if I have a post that, um, 
as I'm kind of creating it and I'm writing it and I kind of have this inkling, like this is gonna, this is a little bit more than they may be able to handle. Then I'll go on the stories and just kind of, you know, just make sure that they're able to get a little bit, you know, clear on what I'm posting and, you know, kind of inviting them to ask me questions um, in direct messages so that they can, you know, they can understand it and they know that I'm there for them. Yeah. And for everyone listening to this, this is like seriously re-listen to that, take this home because you like what Jamie is really explaining is she knows her ideal client so well and their knowledge level and what is going to resonate. And these really complex things that we talked about, you know, at the beginning of the podcast where we tried to put so much in a post, but now we're focusing on one thing, there are still going to be limitations to marketing. And I think as dietitians, I'm very type A myself, you know, you want to explain everything because you want to do a thorough job, but in fact, you know, hooking them in and then getting them to go on your story, you're inviting them and you're able to showcase, you know, nutrition in an easier way for them by talking about it. And then you're inviting them for more questions. I mean, this is brilliant, brilliant marketing as part of Libby's method. And it really gets people in and you're opening up a conversation. So then you can learn more about them and what they're struggling with. And then you can use it for marketing again. How amazing is that? (laughs) I love it. Yeah, you're doing so awesome at that. Um, for for the listeners out there, kind of where you were, you know, a few months ago before you worked with Libby, not going on your story, not having clear content, what advice would you give someone just starting out that may feel very overwhelmed starting from scratch? Um, I think it's it's been said multiple times, but I don't think it can be said enough that it's okay to just start and not be perfect at it. Giving yourself the compassion to be able just to like, it may be scary, put it out there and then just shut your computer and then pat yourself on the back for, for doing it. And then you do it the next day and then you do it the next day. And then all of a sudden, like the confidence will come. Absolutely. I think you do have to start before the confidence is there. And I always invite people, look, whatever successful dietitian or who you think may be successful, go to their feed, look far back. I really want you to scroll, hardcore stock them in their feed, and I want you to see their original content. I know Libby is very open about this. I'm very open about this. I know there's a ton of other dietitians open about this. We do not start off where you might see our feed right now. It came from showing up relentlessly and not caring about what it looked like and trying to perfect it. And just like, you know, when you play soccer, when you're in pre-K, kindergarten soccer, and you like can't kick the soccer ball that well, you just do it and you keep showing up. But then, you know, then you become a semi-professional collegiate athlete and you've been doing it forever. I mean, it's like, no shit, of course you're doing amazing at it, right? So it's just, you have to keep showing up. And I think we have to apply a lot of, you know, what you do in sport and what you promote to what we do on Instagram, you know, it's a sport, right? Like we have to show up consistently. Yes. It's a marathon, not a sprint. And even, you know, yesterday I even looked at my own feed and just kind of had to give myself a pat on the back because I've come a long way and I know where I am right now is not where I'm going to be in a month or six months. So I, I know I've grown in confidence and I really couldn't have done it without Libby and the group and just having that support. 
Yeah, absolutely. I think making connections with other dietitians during this um, who are roughly at the same stage of business at you. And even if someone's a little bit ahead or a little bit behind you, it's having that support system to give you that little confidence boost when you know there's going to be days where you don't feel so confident about what you're doing and posting and want to second guess yourself. But yeah, I think it can't be said enough. You just have to show up for yourself. There is no easy way to Instagram and building a private practice. It comes from putting in the hours and work um, and making it fun, of course, but also, you know, doing it on the days that you don't feel so confident in yourself. Yeah. And, and I think that getting into the routine of, of either, you know, batching it. So where, when you aren't feeling as, as good or confident, it's, it's already done for you. Yeah, I think that is so helpful and, and kind of planning ahead, especially as your schedule picks up or, you know, you have other things going on, the ebbs and flows of life, especially during this pandemic as we're recording this podcast, um, which is so amazing. Now, I have to ask you, I knowing kind of how far you are and you, I love the, the little piece of information you gave us about looking back, even though like you're not where you want to be, but looking back and being like, Hey, like I'm doing a really good job. I think that's amazing. What do you foresee yourself in the next like two to three months? Like where, where are you really hoping to go? Like, do you have any expectations or goals that you're currently working towards? I do have, um, I do have financial goals, but for right now, like I'm looking at pre-selling um, some kind of guides for my players and my followers. Um, cause I have some really big soccer accounts that are wanting to showcase my stuff. So that's kind of on the docket and then just continuing to work on getting clients, you know, one-to-one, -one, um, is just a consistent goal. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's so important, something I wish I had, and I actually just recorded a podcast, not sure if it's going to come out before or after this one airs about financial goals. I, from the get go had financial goals, but I wasn't very clear about them. So I think when you are first starting off, it's, it kind of seems weird to have financial goals. Cause like, you're not really, you know, when you're first starting, you're overwhelmed. You're just trying to get the content down, but I think it is important to have these tangible goals and it makes you feel like, you know, you are working towards something and every single client you get, it's just a reminder that you're getting one step closer to achieving those financial goals, whether it's, you know, making a certain amount of revenue or, you know, leaving a part-time or a full-time job or whatever it could be sure yeah yeah that's gonna be so awesome with the book I'm sure your soccer accounts will love that and that's such a great way to showcase your business and brand to get more visibility as well yes I'm I'm really excited and and you know it really does help because I know I know my community and I continue to have soccer accounts you know highlighting my stuff versus just some strength coach that does nutrition on the side. So it's, you know, I hope to change that landscape a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. And you saw a gap in the market and you're filling that gap with exactly what they need. And um, really you're only going to grow from here. That's so exciting. Now I have to ask the million dollar question. What is your Instagram handle and where can we find you online? So I'm soccer.nutritionist. I have a Facebook, but I don't really use it. So Instagram's my my number one social media, and I'm gonna stick with that because it's enough for me right now. Amen. <laughs> I agree. Focus on one thing. That is definitely a line out of Libby's book. I love it. Um, well, this was so amazing. Any last bits bits of advice or pieces of information you want to share with the listeners before we go? 
Um, I think just just get started and and you know do your research and genuinely you know genuinely comment and like accounts that your ideal client you know kind of kind of live within because they see your stuff and they will check out your your account and they're going to follow and they're going to comment so just being genuine about it I think is the best thing that you can be I completely agree with you yeah and getting into that mindset that is such helpful advice thank you so much for being on Jamie thank you for having me If you identify as a female dietitian or student, apply to my coaching program. I'm accepting applications now. My clients go from zero to exceeding their sales goals. I save you time, energy, and I show you how to confidently become a dietitian boss. Thousands of your colleagues from around the world are doing it, and so can you. Apply on my website at LibbyRothschild.com and check the show notes if you want that link right away.